The Unbiased Podcast, Your Money, Your Future, is recorded at Exchange, 22 Bishopsgate, London, and powered by Copus. Hello, I'm Karen Barrett, CEO and founder of unbiased.co.uk, and this is the Unbiased Podcast, available to listen to completely free from wherever you find your great audio experiences. Unbiased.co.uk has a range of really useful calculator tools to help you plan your pension or mortgage. Head online now and try them out. This week, I've chosen my highlights from season two of the Unbiased podcast, Your Money, Your Future. We've had such a wide variety of interesting guests and so many great tips, insights, and takeaways. I simply haven't got time to include everything, but here are my favorite bits. It struck me this season how many of our guests were early entrepreneurs. Many had side hustles as kids, and here's Hollywood actor Jesse Metcalf recalling his childhood negotiation skills. From a very young age, I was very opportunistic and industrious, constantly asking people if they had odd jobs that they needed completing. I was really transfixed on the pursuit of the almighty dollar. I was very into collecting sports cards, baseball cards when I was a kid. And my mom regales this story. She used to take me to these card shows that would happen in hotel ballrooms, like the Howard Johnsons, which I I don't know if you have those here in the UK, but uh, in the States, they're very prevalent. And these middle-aged baseball card dealers who would have tables at these card shows would like see me coming. You know, I was, uh, I I had a reputation for being a, a good negotiator and a, a, a bit of a wheeler dealer. So um, also there were times where, uh, you know, I made advantageous trades with some of the neighborhood kids and their parents would call my parents and accuse me of ripping their, their you sons want their money off, back. You know, so I, I was a bit of a shark at a young age. It was a pleasure to hear the founder stories of two great small businesses. Here's some really good business insight from Bordy's founder, Nick Crook, and Snackzilla founder, Marik Syed. I mean, it's the old saying, I think it's probably from uh, Helen Sugar, but, you know, profit is uh, sanity and sales turnover is vanity. And it's true. (laughs) We're just working really hard on our margins and just making sure that, you know, we turn the right profit up really to turn. I always analyse, you know, is this needed? So, and I think I got that from them, you know, in having a garden centre. I saw the work that went in from, you know, you buy the seeds at a low price, you put the labor in, and then, you know, it's a massive gross profit margin. Which is the interesting thing with my business now is that's completely the opposite. You know, it it, it needs a lot of cash to make, it's not buying something cheap, it's buying something expensive and trying to put a little spin on it and trying to get a decent profit margin out of it. That's quite interesting how it's so different from my upbringing. I'm trying to use my upbringing to make it work. I think the hardest lesson over the last few years since this business has been really only just understanding the sheer quantity of money you need in order to meet the ambition that I have for this business, which I was very naive about at the beginning. I didn't realise how much money FMCG food brands need in order to really succeed at a mass scale, you know, in order to get into the big supermarkets you need to have massive chunks of money behind you. 
early on in the season, I was fascinated to talk to journalist Elaine Pofeld about becoming an entrepreneur. Here's a reminder of her top tips for anyone thinking of starting their own business. Well, the first one is to take ownership of your career. It's easy to hand over control of your career to authority figures, whether it's your parents, your teachers, your bosses. But to be an entrepreneur, you really have to own your own career destiny. And that comes with some risks, but it comes with some powerful advantages too. And surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it is what what it takes, I think, to have the reinforcement you need during the lower moments <laughs> to yeah. keep going with it. And I would say also... Don't let any gatekeeper derail you. If you believe in your idea and you've tested it with the market, there are a lot of people who think that they're in a position to judge whether your work is worthy or not, but it's all subjective and take it with a grain of salt and gravitate to your supporters. And then finally, I would say just treat it as a practice. It's like yoga or martial arts, two things that I enjoy doing. There's a value in just showing up for things. The more you keep doing them over and over again, the more knowledge you gain of all the different nuances and the better you get. And you never know when the breakthrough will occur. If you don't show up regularly, the breakthroughs will never happen. Talking about money has obviously been at the heart of the podcast. And I particularly loved how open and honest comedian and radio presenter Tom Price was about this subject. The biggest thing about all of this is it's, it's, it's really strange. When I talk to other actors... We talk about our money, really, frankly. I've just done an amper. What'd you get for that? I've got, eight, I've got eight grand. Okay, good. What are you going to do with that? Actually, Other industries don't do that. And my wife is always like, what is happening? She has to leave the room. You know, my I've really good friend, Harry. He's in the, yeah, exactly. He's an American actor. And he comes over to the UK and he will say, I've just been doing this show in the States. What, what are you getting a week? What's the weekly rate over that? Okay, good. And what's happened to that? How much did your agent get? And how much did you take like that? that? Sharing so, information. So I think I know what. the best thing you can do, yeah. another thing that happened to me is working on one of my jobs, and, and well, I don't have to be careful how I say this, but um, talking to other people doing exactly the same job as me, who yeah. may not have been the same gender as me, yeah. discovering they were being paid £80 a day less than me. I'm so shocked and surprised. Yeah, can you not? But they then had that conversation with, and it was fixed. And that happened because I, I, I bring this sort of, it's an actor's thing. We talk about money to each other all the time. Yeah. And I think that if you start doing that with investments and with pensions, well, how much is your pension for? Yeah. So how is she putting in a month? You start to get a sense of it because at the moment, everyone's in their own little world going, I've put £150 in a month. Is that thing? And other people will say, no, it's £700 in a month. Yeah. So I think if people start having that conversation, which is quite interesting, it's not vulgar, have that chat. I asked every guest what they'd learned about money and what their best investment has been. To Powell's Carol Decker's response hit the nail on the head. Best advice from my dad, neither a borrower nor a lender be. And I would say the best investment I ever made was, was my house in London. Definitely. It's, it's the first house I ever bought. And I was 30 years old because I had a real late start in the music business. So, you know, and I was in and out of dead end jobs and on and off the dole until we, we caught our breaks. I was 30 by the time I bought a house. But it was odd because it's like if you suddenly have a massive hit record it's a bit like winning the lottery and went from a very damp flat in Shropshire where we Ronnie and I used to watch the telly in sleeping bags because it was so cold in the winter <laughs> we didn't have any central heating my dad bought was a calic gas heater that we could wheel around whatever room we were in yeah. and then all of a sudden you know I've got some money to throw around so I did get with the help of a good friend who knew London and was a builder a good house on, in an up-and-coming area, and it did gentrify. It did gentrify. So by the time I moved out of it in 2005, bearing in mind I bought it in 88, yeah. it really had increased in price. And then I bought another nice house and moved on. Yeah. That's yeah. my biggest asset. 
Of course, I can't share my highlights without featuring Right Said Fred. They spoke so candidly about their financial highs and lows. Here's what they said about missing out on a great merchandise deal. We missed some massive opportunities. Yeah, we did. We okay. missed out, a bit like Frankie goes to Hollywood, we missed out on the, on the merchandise. Okay. That got sold on our behalf for 25000 worldwide, and there were two I'm Too Sexy T-shirts for, for yeah, days everywhere. Huge opportunity. Oh. So what, we were told that for every record we've sold, we would have, we would have made a minimum of a pound on merch. So if, you, if that's true, then we're down many millions. Yeah. yeah. My favourite of each show was the quickfire round. Here's a montage of those best bits. Carol Decker, does money make you happy? Yes, it does. It's not the only thing in life, but it's security, isn't it? And that makes me happy to feel secure. I can take care of myself. I can take care of my family. Nick Crook, does yeah. money make you happy? To, to an extent, yes. Marika Syed, does money make you happy? No, but it does get you some security and it gets you some choice in life. It buys you less unhappiness, probably. Richard and Fred Fairbrass for 90s pop sensation, right said Fred. Does money make you happy? No. Oh, you uh, seem quite happy. You say you're grumpy. Yeah. We're, we're, you're making others happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yes, that's, that's true. Jesse Metcalf, does money make you happy? Very. And lastly, plan. Make sure that you read information on unbiased that will help you control your money and your future. Thanks for listening to the Unbiased Podcast. Please subscribe to the show, give us a five-star review, and tell the people you care about to have a listen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really do hope that whilst it's been a fun listen, it's also empowering you to take control of your financial future. We're taking a summer break now, and I hope you are too. Making a high-quality podcast like this one takes a lot of work. That's a fact. But not when you hire a podcast company. With our White Glove experience, we handle everything for you. From guest outreach all the way through to publishing and promotion, we handle it all. You show up to hold great interviews and build relationships with your guests, and we take care of everything else. Podcasting is not just about the audience. Every podcast interview is the start of a new relationship. With a weekly podcast, you'd build relationships with 52 ideal partners or prospects through your podcast interviews over the next 12 months. Do you believe that 52 new relationships would help grow your business? We do. Contact jason at apodcastcompany.com and let's talk.